This is the show-off. It's the collab you didn't know you needed. The unholy union of two powerhouses in the Australian media. Pedestrian and Batuta Advocate. Taking a savage swipe at the week in entertainment news. Anything you've missed. And everything you give a shit about. I'm Josie Rosenberg-Clark, Head of Editorial at Pedestrian. I'm Effie Bateman, Lifestyle and Entertainment Reporter at the Batuta Advocate. And I'm Wendell Hussey, Sports Reporter at the Batuta Advocate and the token bloke of this podcast. Today on the show off, we've got plenty to talk about. We're talking about the real life Ted Lasso, a footballing fairy tale that is Wrexham FC. Emily Radakowski uh, addressing her uh, Polish, the W's, the V. Oh, okay. it's uh, we're canon. talking about her uh, beef with Celeste Barber. She's addressed that in the podcast. We are going to touch on the latest updates in AI and uh, taking our jobs. And Drake's as well, apparently, mm-hmm. which you know musicians are not happy about. As well as Glenn Powell and Sydney Sweeney leaning into their on-screen chemistry, which has uh, made Glenn's partner not very happy at all. So we're going to talk about that and then wrap it up with selling Sunset Beef and what will probably be an opportunity to talk shit about real estate agents, which always have everything to do. <laughs> yeah. So let's get into it. We'll start off with your obsessions today, Josie Rosenberg Clark. Mm. Effie Bateman, we'll talk about what you're going to obsess with. Effie Bateman, take us away. Well, I have been really obsessed with the Twitter blue check drama that's Mm. been going on. So ever since Elon Musk bought Twitter last year, I believe it was $44 billion. It's Mm -hmm. just been a shit show. An absolute bin One after the other, there's been issues happening. And the latest one is that you used to be able to get the blue tick through having so many followers or if you're famous, mm. um, then you just naturally get it. You have to earn it. Mm, clout check. Yeah, exactly. It's the same. I think Instagram follows the same model. And I think Facebook does as well. Um, but Elon Musk has obviously been like, how do I get more money? I'm going to mm. create, have to change this in a way to get more money. So he's now made it a subscription service. Mm. Um, so instead of earning it, you have to pay, I think, $8 American each month mm. to have a blue tick. Um, and Which this is, is such a pissy amount of money mm. for, like, clout. It's dumb. <laughs> and it's also kind of uncool if you end up having to pay this yeah. little amount each month to have this. Yeah. And yeah. you kind of look like a nerd if you're, like, bending over for Elon and exactly. paying the $8 exactly. a month. So a lot of celebrities were kind of boycotting by not paying this stupid amount mm. to have a blue tick. they don't really need it. Like at that point, yeah. they're famous enough that mm. they don't need They don't need his that. validation. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he ended up giving a whole lot of them blue ticks anyway, including a bunch of past celebrities. Literally past, past celebrities. <laughs> Isn't there as well? Uh, Chester Bennington, um, Chadwick Boseman, Kobe Bryant, even Stephen King and... Who's very much alive. Who's very much alive. Mm. He has been given the blue tick. So has Ian McKellen. And they're like, we haven't paid for this. And you hover over it and it says, my phone number and account has been subscribed to this. And I think it was um, Stephen King who tweeted out, I didn't subscribe to this. And Elon Musk was like, you're welcome. Like, yeah. I've gifted it to you. Yeah. And it's all just very messy and weird they're like we don't want this we don't want this we don't want to appear like we're paying your eight dollars exactly and then they're like he's like you're welcome like no you don't get this was like i I was making a point (laughs) by not paying this he really needs to just stop trying to be cool hey like he kind of had that mysterious tech guy Mm. who you know had succeeded and done well in the background everyone's like oh like 
okay, this guy's reasonably interesting. And a lot of people thought he was cool. A lot of people still do think he's cool. Yes, but there's a lot his of Elon to stands. try and be really cool are just making him even more and more cringe. And it's, it's getting uh, it's, yeah. unbearable. Uh, JRC, your obsession? Slightly different. Um, I've been watching this show and I'm, I actually finished it last night and now I'm mm. depressed. I've got that vibe. So that's how you know it's a good show when you feel yep. like your life is now empty, devoid of purpose. Yep, agree. Like finishing a good cup of tea. Yes, yeah. but not. <laughs> cup of tea makes you, you fulfilled, like, doesn't it? No, but like, you know, when you finish a cup of tea and you're like, oh, it's, it's finished. Yeah, that's like me with a bottle of Pinot Grigio. Okay. I'm like, do I like do the Uber Eats thing, get more? Is that sad? Yeah. Like, there in my track pants showing my ID. Anyway, um, speaking of alcoholics, Gary Oldman is in this show. Yep. Called Slow Horses. I nearly said Wild Horses because mm. Mick Jagger actually does the theme song. He like recorded it especially. Mm. He must be mates with Gary. I don't know. And I will say Gary's a recovering alcoholic. So that was mean of me to say, mm. speaking of alcoholics. But his character is an alcoholic. Yep. And he is basically this kind of disgraced ex-spy master in the MI5. And he runs this offshoot where kind of rejected agents go to die. Career-wise, they don't die, oh, actually. Oh, okay. Well, actually, they might. I don't want to spoil too much. Mm. But it's basically like they kind of hope that they can manage you out in that way because you're just like in this terrible old building. It's like falling apart. He's like, I can't believe it's Gary Oldman. Like my sexual awakening from Harry Potter is now like <laughs> – He's got greasy hair. He's got those like yeah, greasy hair serial, serial killer glasses. Yeah. He's like put on 20 kilos to play this role. And he farts a lot. He like sleeps in his office. He's awful to everyone. But he's such a good actor and it is so watchable. Mm. And it's all these agents that have like fucked up in some way or the other. And they're this motley crew. And they still keep getting pulled into like actual hectic cases. And it's so addictive. I can't stop watching yeah, it uh-huh. and now season three it's on apple tv isn't coming until the end of the year but they are kind of like it only started last year so they're kind of ripping through it mm. which i'm glad and it's based on some books and there's seven books so it could be seven seasons mm. which makes me happy there's a lot of fulfillment for you yes and it's a lot great of- i highly recommend if you like line of duty which is the greatest show okay. ever okay yeah, in yeah. my opinion have a little looksy now let's get into our news stories for the week and first up in our top stories we are talking about what people are calling a real life ted lasso mm. a little welsh football club taken over by some north americans has won <laughs> promotion to mm-hmm. the big leagues mm. talking about uh wrexham fc it featured in Welcome to Rexon, the TV series, which is like a documentary series. Kind of a crossover between Ted Lasso and then those all or nothing um, sports documentaries where they kind of go yes. behind the scenes yeah. and do all the interviews. And it's a really interesting thing because you've got all the real life stuff, but then you've got like Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney being really goofy and, you know, providing. What's his name? McElhenney. <laughs> McElhenney. Isn't it? McElhenney? McElhenney. I've never known how to say it. Yeah, I just say I, the guy from It's Always Sunny yeah, in Philadelphia. Yeah, so that, and that is a running joke in Welcome Welcome to Rexham, right, okay. um, is Michael that Henny. he's just the guy from Always Sunny yeah. and he's, you know, the guy who Ryan Reynolds knows. And Ryan yeah, Reynolds I mean, Ryan Reynolds is like a superstar. Mm. So He is a superstar yeah. and he's worth he's worth a lot of money. So him and McElhenney, they bought the club a couple of years ago, um, did a series with Disney Plus one season so far about yep. buying this club in a little Welsh town of Wrexham, which has 60,000 people up in the north, not mm. a lot going on, mm-hmm. struggling club, um, and... Uh, 
they bought some players, they put some money into it. Obviously, the celebrity of those guys was all over the media. Um, lots of clips everywhere. Mm. Lots of people watching the TV show. And now they have won promotion to the big time. Mm. The Premier League? Well, <laughs> not quite the no. Premier League. You might, you've, you would have seen the videos over the last um, yes. few days. and Celebrations. What a Paul celebration. Rudd mm. filming Ryan Reynolds crying with joy. Yep. And I think we were all under the impression it was like Ted Lasso, yep. which, as we know, that team does go up into the Premier League. Yes. But so they did. No, it wasn't the Premier League. So below the Premier League, they have the Championship. Mm-hmm. They didn't make it to that. Okay. So below the Championship, they have English Football oh, League okay. One. Yep. Didn't make it right. to that. Oh. So below that, they have English Football League Two. Yes. Yep. Yep. That's the one they made oh, it to. Yay! So, so they've gone from <laughs> they've gone from the National League, which has yeah. got twenty four clubs, few kind of um, struggling clubs around the place. Yeah. Fifth tier of English football. They've made it up to oh, the fourth tier of oh, English football. Okay. So an incredible fairy Bless. tale story. Very excited. Probably a little bit of carry on, if I'm honest. Like I love the story. <laughs> yeah. You know, a very popular series. And it's awesome that they've taken this club from <laughs> Div 5 to Div 4. But, mm. um, yeah, it, it certainly seemed like they made the Premier yes. League and made the big yeah. time with all the, all the chat. But, look. It is a big deal, obviously. It's equivalent to probably like our neighbours in Birdsville getting a team in maybe the Queensland Cup, you know. They're mm. looking at the NRL one day, but they've made the local state team mm. equivalent here. Obviously, like football's much bigger and it's a lot more money over there and um, it's a much bigger deal financially for everyone. But, yeah, so there'll be another series, obviously. Mm. Everyone will mm. be pretty excited. There'll be a lot of feel-good moments in this. Mm. They bought the club, Reynolds and McElhaney, for roughly a couple of million pounds. That doesn't seem like much. Yeah, no, that doesn't. it doesn't. It doesn't. It must so. have been a really shit club. <laughs> well, yeah, down there it's pretty shit and it was probably yeah. making no money. Yeah. Um, they went into administration like 15 years ago. It looked like they were kind of going to fold, but the fans got behind them and they kept the club yeah. going. Um, so, yeah, they bought it for a couple of million and you just have no idea how much it's worth now. Mm. 50, 100 million, 200 million. Wow. Maybe by season it. four. They'll be in Premier League. Like well, each that's, season, yeah. they move up. That's this was all. This was yeah. all planned. It's yeah. all planned. <laughs> yeah, the seasons have been worked out. Yeah, sell our crowds. I'll just keep moving up. I don't know. Yeah, if you run that, probably say a couple of years in each. Maybe they'll be Premier League by 2028, 2029. Mm. Um, but I mean, they've got Ryan Reynolds. You know, yeah. he just sold. He sold his telecommunications company, Mint Mobile. For one point five billion dollars, um, mm. so and he had that, the the gin aviation company yeah. for like seven hundred million. I think. Yeah, there's yeah, yeah there's many so fingers and many pies. Yeah. There's that Couple element to it as well. It's not exactly the most fairy tale story you'll ever <laughs> see. You know, it's not like a struggling rural rugby league club who you know takes pokey mm. money um, from problem gamblers <laughs> and makes its way through the leagues. It's, we've got some American billionaires yeah. dumping money into it, buying players, bringing yeah. all the publicity. And then moving from Div 5 to Div 4, which, you know, fair enough, money buys you promotion, I guess you can say, but that's the way sport is these days. Um, mm. money's, money's got its fingers in everything. So you be the judge of whether it's a fairy tale story or billionaires chucking money into a club and it doing well. <laughs> Next up, model and actor Emily Ratajkowski uh, <laughs> finally has addressed a drama between herself and Aussie online celeb Celeste Barber. Josie, 
I'm mm. not sure why you're laughing about me correctly pronouncing the Polish name Radikowski, but um, take us away. What's the goss on all this drama? Well, it's Celeste, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, put some respect on her Very name. Good. Very good. I'm laughing because this is the man that gave us T-Swizzle. <laughs> But he's now correctly pronouncing Radikowski. Just a little twist on all these names, you I'm know? just going to call it M. Radda like everybody else yep, does because enough. everyone's confused by the J. Mm, I notice that in a lot of headlines. Everyone yeah. just goes for M. Radda. <laughs> yeah, that's also for character count online. Oh, you know, yeah, you've got to sure. oh, yeah. keep those short and punchy over at Pedestrian, 94 sure. characters. Yep, cool. Oh, we're 92 operators over here. Oh, yeah. wow. So. so we're dancing with the devil. <laughs> yeah, we don't have time for that extra to the characters. <laughs> So we know a few years ago, M. Radha famously blocked Celeste Barber, who, if you're not familiar with Celeste Barber, her whole shtick is she goes on Instagram, she takes like sexy photos or videos of people and then she kind of parodies that as herself. So someone might be wearing like a barely there swimsuit and then she'll put on a version of it and kind of pose awkwardly. And apparently it's really funny. I'm personally not that into it, but she has a huge following. She's now got a TV show on Netflix. Like yeah. she's done well from yeah. this mm. gig of like making fun of people. Yeah. But she was kind of rightfully called out, in my opinion, a few years ago when she she parodied a video of Emrata, who was in a G-string, I believe, and kind of posing against a wall. And the caption was, stop objectifying me. Also, here's my ass. So it was just like. Sometimes she'll just do it with no caption or, yeah. you know, it speaks for itself. But it was just – it just went over the edge of, like, it's misogyny. A f- it's a it fine was nasty. line, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. She's always kind of walked the fine line and that was the one where people – she got a lot of backlash for it and didn't apologise, just mm. kind of doubled down on it. Um, Amrata blocked her. Kind of water under the bridge. Like, Celeste has been asked about it a few times. She doesn't Plays really budge. Back, yeah. Mm. yeah. But this week, uh, Amrata was asked about it by a listener on her podcast, High Low. And the question was kind of like, have you changed your stance or your take on that now that time has Mm. passed? And she said, quote, this whole drama with Celeste has been blown out of proportion. In general, I find her to be really funny. Okay. But she did say that the message she was trying to send was, I just don't want you to do this anymore to me. Mm. So I'm like... Well, she picked like, on a few times. Yeah, yeah. she did. She did Emrata a lot. Like she, she'll kind of pick someone and do just mm. a bunch of that mm. person. And yeah, there was a lot of Emrata. I'm like, it's kind of cool that she's like, whatever. It's out of proportion. It's not a drama. But then the way that she's like, don't do it to me. You could do it to everyone. Yeah, else. Yeah, 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 that's interesting. <laughs> Find someone else to pick on, not Find me. Find someone else yeah. to be really sexist about. Um, but then she goes on to say, you know, we love to pick on female influencers. They're considered to be trash, lamest, most cringe, embarrassing people on the planet. She said, I fundamentally find that to be sexist. Yeah, no shit women want to be influencers. It's one of the ways that women have learned to be successful and make money. They're hustling. Mm. So she kind of like, she goes, don't do it to me. Yeah. But then she's saying, don't do it to anyone. So I I found her take to be a little bit all over the place. But it was interesting after so many years to see her finally break her silence yeah, on the whole drama. Yeah, Celeste says anything about it. It is she like won't. it's probably time for a, a new joke, right, isn't it? Yeah. I just have never – some of them are quite funny to me yeah. where she like involves her husband yes. and they'll do something funny together. But, yeah, generally I'm just like it's just not it for me. And sometimes I'm like 
damn Celeste, you've got a good body. Like I don't really know what you're trying to say when mm. you're like she does this exaggerated thing where she like tucks her stomach in to like the undies yeah. or whatever. And I'm like you have like one roll on your stomach. Like, <laughs> so now I feel shamed because I would have more than that yeah, if I was doing this video. Do. Yeah. yeah. And like obviously it's funny to pick on influencers. That's what we do. We get yeah. traction out of talking shit about influencers. Yeah. Fair enough. But um, – with her thing, I kind of like, I don't know what you want the influencers to do. Like just stop being hot or something. Yeah. Or stop, like they're hot. So they take pictures yeah. of themselves in brands and swimwear clothing mm. or whatever. Like that's what they do. That's what influencers mm. do. That's what fuckloads of people like. like yeah. It's not like they get 30 likes and everyone's like boring. They get yeah. fuckloads of like and yeah. lots of people, whether it be men, women, blokes on job sites, whatever, <laughs> scrolling through, they like it and they enjoy it. So like what yeah. should the influencers do? do they should stop being hot i don't know that's what i kind of don't understand like yeah you see bodybuilders do it like should we like should bodybuilders not yeah, wear like, little like stringlets should they not female take influencers get a lot more shit than yeah. male yeah like when does chris hemsworth ever wear a top on his instagram exactly is anyone out there shaming him no maybe maybe that's a business model maybe, maybe you I'll know go wendell yeah, yeah i can do it down at the footy club looking yeah. like a mud guts after a game of footy <laughs> sloppy I can, go, I can do it like a Chris Hemsworth post, okay. Uh, but M wasn't done with Celeste. She was also talking about Harry Styles and that kiss, which I think we spoke about on, was it our first ever episode? I think so. Could have yeah, been. It was. Uh, the kiss that stopped the world when they stood on the street <laughs> in, stop the world for me. They stood on the street in Tokyo and made out against a van. So she was speaking to Vogue Spain. And she said, um, the interest there in that particular area is very strange. Not that I'm surprised. It's a tiny slice of my life. The invasion of private aspects is very hard for me. Mm, sorry, dog. I'm sorry. But it's when you're standing on the street kissing arguably the most, the most famous, famous man, man in the world, mm. that's not private. Like do that. We said this. Go and do it in a room like yeah. anyone else would and does nah, yeah you can't have it both ways yeah she's just speaking about like hustling and making money yeah. as an influencer <laughs> you went you make money because eyeballs are on you yeah part of eyeballs being on you it's the same as like footy players like they come out and go like oh like we're held to too high a standard there's too much scrutiny sorry mate you get paid a million part bucks of the job. to yeah. play a fucking game in the national spotlight there's going to be scrutiny on you. That's just part of it. You mm. don't want that. Mm. Come and play for Batuta. There's no fucking scrutiny yeah. on us. We've got a fa- <laughs> like favourable news coverage. Anything that happens down there, it's all good. You know what I mean? But yeah. we don't have national spotlight on us and we certainly don't get paid a million bucks a year. So yeah, you can't have it both ways. I am Hatro. Yeah, a bit of a whinge from her. Mm. She's all over the place mm. with these quotes this week. Yeah, there's a bit going on in that <laughs> podcast for Amrata. We'll move along to some... News from the very cool and uh, great for society and great for our mm-hmm. future world of AI, Euphemia <laughs> Bateman. Yes. Something's taken your attention this week. Yes. I feel like this could just be a regular segment of what <laughs> awesome, terrifying, but really cool thing is happening in AI this week. It, mm. Like every single week, something seems to be happening. Yeah. That is like there are multiple things moving this week. fast. I'm, I'm scared. scared. <laughs> I'm so scared. <laughs> Have you guys heard of the Drake AI song? Yep. Yeah. 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 So basically, a few weeks ago, spoke about people getting hoodwinked by the cool Pope AI images. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost got tricked by these images of babies bungee jumping. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it on Facebook, and you know when you you go, "What the fuck?" in your brain. <laughs> Catches up with you and it goes, wait, no, that can't be. Like, yeah. Because and the only thing that made me realize they were fake was the babies were happy. 
no way this like, baby's no. enjoying if, that. If they were screaming, I would have yeah, believed yeah. it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then there was the, the people eating lava one. That that one didn't trick me. I knew that one was fake. Yeah. Because <laughs> their forks hadn't melted. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but the latest cool thing to do is people – get artists' voices and get them to sing other songs. So people had, um, like, Drake singing WAP. They had Kanye mm. singing Taylor Swift songs. Um, and that was cool. They've gone one step further now and they're actually creating songs. So mm. they're extrapolating artists' voices and getting the AI to write the songs. And the latest one was by a um, – a, guy goes under the name ghost rider which mm. is very spooky Ooh, who is spooky. it and they made a song called heart on my sleeve and it was drake featuring the weekend anyway that popped off it was all yeah. over tiktok twitter everywhere got mm. millions and millions of streams but it's ended up being taken down from like spotify title apple everything because of copyright issues but I, if you guys have listened to the song, it sounds it sounds legit. Do they replicate the raw emotions and feelings <laughs> of Drake? Was I, it up in these feelings? I reckon it sounded legit. Like it was catchy. It was catchy. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. that's a cool collab. Yeah. Like if you hadn't told me, <laughs> yeah, I would have. Yeah. I would have believed it. It was baby bungee jumping. It was, it was baby bungee <laughs> jumping. It was the, very the believable. The tones of the songs are incredible. Like they sound so realistic. Yeah. Well, look, hopefully it leads all jokes aside to a new song from Rihanna. Queen yes. Mary. She's Maybe been a this quiet. is the way we do it. We just mm. create the songs, you know, pick, yeah. we create it for ourselves. And they don't have to bother doing anything. It's like ABBA's tour that they – well, it's not a tour. It's like you go to the space. Mm. It's in London, I think, and they're just holograms of ABBA. But they're so convincing. It's incredible. <laughs> and everyone's you, like, it's the best show ever. Yeah. You have to show me how you got AI to do that video of you doing a piss out the front of work in the bushes. <laughs> that you posted on your Instagram story on Saturday night. I don't know how you got AI. That was incredible. I know. It looks so realistic. I know. It's, yeah. really, it's really scary. You posted it on Instagram. Yeah. But then I noticed it was deleted Sunday morning. I saw it on Saturday night <laughs> yeah. and then Sunday morning no, it was No, because uh, of copyright issues. I, the AI yeah, model the copyright, got yeah, 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 Fair yeah, enough. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Movie star news now. We are talking about Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell. Yes. I don't know who Glenn Powell is. You're going to have to do the heavy lifting on this one. You're Top Gun. Really Top gun. pretty boy. Yeah. Okay. He looks. He, he should, should be 10. He <gasps> should be 10. Yes. yes. So he is like such a. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And he's also in the movie Set It Up, which is one of the greatest rom-coms in the past decade. You should watch it if huge. you haven't. Huge, huge, huge. Um, yes. So Glenn Powell and Sydney Sweeney have been filming in Australia, I believe. Yep. Um, there's been a lot of kind of Mr. and Mrs. Smith level of controversy mm. going on mm. because Glenn Powell's dating someone. I'm pretty sure Sid Sydney is engaged to someone. Yeah. Mm. And there's just been a lot of um, photos of them very cozy, cozy, lovey-dovey. A lot of cozy videos, uh, videos like, where he's spinning her around and she looks like this angel. Yeah, you know? I mean, there's there's been a lot of set pics, like mm. yes. But then they did a lot of socializing while they were here. Like yes. Sydney Sweeney went to see a Swans game. Yep. I mm -hmm. think he might have been there too. They had their co-stars with them at some of these events, but they were very. They look very always next to each other, arms I around, really, grinning, smiling. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed the players like talking to her and just being quite overawed by the situation yeah i mean I, I, obviously i would have been too but yeah. um yeah. yeah 
entertaining content. Yeah, it was good. Um, mm. but, so, but isn't that just the movie business, right? Like that's well, what people do. People hook up in movies. They pretend to root. They get hot and steamy. Like, mm. that's well, that's the thing. It's Well, it's also – it's gone one step further <clears throat> because his girlfriend mm. – is it – what's her name? Gigi Paris. Oh, my God. So his that's girlfriend – That's not a real name. His girlfriend, Gigi Paris – not a real name. I don't think. I, her name's probably like it, Greg. It's <laughs> Greg. <laughs> Greg Ferris. Greg Ferris. <laughs> Greg Ferris. <laughs> Greg Ferris. She's unfollowed. Yes. What's happened? Yes. So his his girlfriend Greg Ferris has unfollowed him. She and came he, here though. She was here too. She came. <laughs> Sorry, I got so happy about Greg Ferris. Greg actually came. <laughs> Gigi Paris came here to Australia to visit yep. him on set. So Paris came to Sydney <laughs> while Sydney was in Sydney. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Nice. So that was Very interesting. Good. You know, yeah. maybe she was keeping tabs a little bit, which She's I definitely would be doing if my partner was working with Sydney Sweeney and cozying up to her on Instagram. I would be on the I would be on the set twenty four seven. Fucking swim here myself. Yeah. I would be like I would be the intimacy coordinator <laughs> on set. Just with like the the private school teacher with like the meter yeah. <laughs> director, producer, intimacy coordinator, yeah, yeah. janitor. I'd be doing it all. Yeah. Yeah. Um but controversially there's been an unfollowing. Which is a big deal in celebrity world. Huge. Isn't it? Yeah. Yep, that is. And it, she unfollowed Sydney. Mm-hmm. We'll see. This would be very, you know, this is very Cassie of Sydney. If you guys have been watching Euphoria, mm. her cult character was stealing her friend's boyfriend. So, oh. you know. Bit of maybe, method acting. Yeah, yeah. Life imitating art. Yep. Finally, Selling mm. Sunset. <clears throat> we dip our toes into the world of American reality TV, which, like Glenn Powell, I'm a little bit of a stranger to Josie Rosenberg Clark. So you guys have never watched Selling Sunset? No, I do um, Lux Listing Sydney, but oh. I can't do Selling Sunset. I think Sunset. my mum, you know, the Lifestyle Channel, like, it could have been one of the shows that she watched. No, because it's Netflix. Mm. It's a okay. Netflix exclusive. Oh. I kind of didn't understand why everyone on the pedestrian team was obsessed with this show. It was like even my ex-deputy editor who was like, you know, straight kind of like serious man was obsessed with it, like addicted. He's like, Josie, you have to watch it. And so last year when I had COVID twice, I watched it and I couldn't stop. I was literally like taking my phone to the bathroom, like having a shower, still like trying to finish the episode of Selling Sunset. It is that addictive. Having a it's real bath. estate agents. Yes. And I didn't, I was like, mm. how is this interesting? But yeah. it is, it's all the personalities and the fucking houses that they're selling. If you, you think Lux Listing Sydney yeah. is good, it's like, LA houses are insane. And it's basically these two short, bald men. They're twins. They run this company, Oppenheimer. I don't even know what the company's called. Mm. Who cares? Oppenheimer. Like the movie. Yes, that's their surname. Gary Oldman's in that movie, so I think I might watch it. There's a full circle happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway, they own and they run this agency and they have all these beautiful women in like very skin-tight outfits, big high heels, Mm. selling sunset selling these beautiful houses selling these beautiful houses you kind of like follow along with this girl Chrishell who's new to the business and you see her rise through the ranks then she divorces her husband Mm. then she starts sleeping with Jason now she's dating G-Flip 
That's a roller coaster. It's oh. a roller coaster. Yeah. It is. So this show is great. And look, obviously, real estate agents aren't the busiest people in the world outside of what they tell us. They mm. always tell us they're hustling, but I think yeah. the majority of the population knows that um, a bit of fucking bit of downtime for real estate agents. Yeah, there's and a they lot of overemphasize what they do. Lunches, so they yeah. fill that up with drama yes. and drinking and yeah, so they did that through this character. Character, she's a real person, but she really is a character. Her name's Christine Quinn, and she was the like super villain of the show. Like you kind That's of such a villain the, name, yeah, isn't it? It's probably yeah. again, she's Greg Ferris. <laughs> so she kind of she started out kind of being like the funny one, so you kind of bonded with her that way. But she quickly devolves into like villain territory and she's actually left the show she's not coming back for season six i don't know how it's going to be interesting without her because every storyline hinges on her but she's now of course going off about the show on various podcasts and interviews and you know she slammed chrishell for dating jason said that she got extra listings because she was fucking the boss yeah that kind of stuff and now of course she's going on about the villain edit that she got so she says um, that the producers said you were going to be the villain and she decided to run with that. She thinks viewers are smart enough to know it's an act. Um, but then she says they weren't. And I was so disappointed. <laughs> Way to like shade my intelligence, Christine, as a Selling Sunset viewer. But then she says that they would do entire scenes. So she'd have whole conversations with people, mm. but then they'd be edited down to just her rolling her eyes at the person and walking off. And like she did actually become a demon in like season five i was like what is wrong with this woman clearly they were just cutting yeah. huge moments of dialogue <laughs> out to make her into this demon just doing the eye roll yeah just like not even engaging with anyone she says on this podcast unlocked that it didn't matter what i said or did i knew the outcome so like she was never going to be any kind of hero she was always going to be villainized so that's why she left um christine's now saying that the show is nfl not for long mm. Um, she says it's abandoned its original format. There's no drama and all the fun people are gone. She's like everyone that's caused drama or at least made jokes is gone because this other girl, Maya's gone and Vanessa and they were both really cool. So I think season six is going to suck and I'm sad. No, they definitely won't be able to find any egotistical narcissist <laughs> no. in real estate. Oh, no. What are they going to do? She it's was gonna the crumble. worst. So I don't I, know what they're going to yeah. do without a villain. Yeah, fair. every show needs a villain. I yeah. like the sledge on um, Chriselle about not oh, yeah. being a, like she only sold houses because she was fucking the boss. <laughs> yeah. Like any of the door openers actually sell the houses. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, come on, real estate agents in this market, because mm. houses just sell themselves, don't they? <laughs> I think that is it for the world of entertainment. That's yeah, it for it's a lot. Yeah. This week. I'm yeah. exhausted. I need a nap. Do less, big week. celebrities. Do less. <laughs> all right, that is all we've got for you this week from the show off. Join us again next week. We look forward to talking to you soon. Bye-bye. See you later.